Jigal people of the Aura Nation and recognise their continuing connection to land, waterways and culture. We also acknowledge that the people of this land engage in a musical experience that has been practised for generations and that sovereignty was never ceded. season three welcome back to the groovy collective podcast my name is sean and i'm vanessa and we're so excited about our guest today she started djing in 2018 for friends and family and has since grown to co-hosting off the radar with dj over on fbi radio our local afro aussie bible for all things afro beats we're so excited to have you here today welcome to the show judy thank you thank you for having me Ah, it's a pleasure. Um, <laughs> why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? I always hate this question because <laughs> <laughs> I never know what to say. Okay, well, I guess I could start. My name is Judy. Um, I'm 25. I'll be 26 soon. Um, as you mentioned, I've been DJing for quite a bit. Um, at the moment, I guess, in terms of spending my time, I work my normal nine to five in tech and then weekends DJing or event curating or anything else I can get my hands on. Um, I just love music. So a lot of the things I do is motivated by that. And yeah, just living, I guess. <laughs> uh, interesting that you mentioned that you do everything sort of for, by music. Mm -hmm. What is your relationship with music? Um, it's, to be very honest, it was my dad. So my dad's like a big music head. So every day it's just music was always playing in our house and it was all types of music. So I think being exposed to so many different types, different genres, and being able to kind of develop a palette that was a lot more, I guess, mature than my friends and people around me. Like, for mm. instance, I was like in grade five listening to Shabaranks and <laughs> stuff I probably shouldn't be listening to. Um, so I guess I was always known as like that go-to person for music. Mm. And I think my first kind of side hustle at school in primary school was like LimeWire days. Shout out to LimeWire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're getting all the viruses in the one. All the Classic. viruses. Like I've sacrificed my family computer <laughs> for the vibe. We're all guilty here. We're all guilty. <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Very worth it, right? Um, and I used to like print out well, not print out, burn like mix CDs every month yeah. of like the new hits yeah. and give it to people. And then I used to make like lyric books as well. Yeah. So I, I think that's probably where it started when I found out that I could really share um, joy and just vibes with people from yeah. music. So, yeah. I mean, like we used to make mixtapes as well, um, like you, you with LimeWine and that sort of stuff. And like the music we'll kind of listen to at that time was like R&B and stuff. So mm. what type of music were you kind of putting on those mixtapes? Um, on the mixtapes, it was always just the pop hits, you know, just, you know, being in the middle of Auburn, <laughs> <laughs> you have like the usual. I mean, Neo was really big back yeah, then. Classic. I remember Neo. Yeah. I remember it was the year, I started the year that We Belong Together came out by Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was definitely on one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Pitbull. 
So nice. like it was a whole bunch of just like you know yeah the Western Sydney classics. Was it before <laughs> Mr Worldwide or was it Mr Three Hundred Five? It was the whole thing, the whole thing. <laughs> right from the beginning. <laughs> before he became worldwide, like we started, we <laughs> were with him from Miami, <laughs> <laughs> all the way in Auburn, just jamming to you know Mr Three Hundred Five yeah. casually. Um, but yeah, I think it was pretty much every genre. Um, it started off with pop, and then I would have people ask for like things that are more specific. Mm. Um, so then I would be able to do that. But yeah, my days would literally consist of going to school, staying on the computer mad late <laughs> to download burn and everything. And then I'll be at school the next day with like, oh, here you go. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> did you, did you use Winamp as well? Just by, yeah. Yeah. Classy. What, wait, what skin <laughs> did you have on Winamp? That's the most important question. Okay. So the problem was because it was a family computer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be very family appropriate yeah. but at one point i had i remember i had soldier boy with like the glasses yeah yeah <laughs> with, the, with the writing, with on, the the writing. on the lenses yeah i had soldier boy and then at one point um massive obsession with chris brown and trey song so yeah. it was definitely like a mashup of them two <laughs> or something like that so <laughs> yeah what did you have on your vanessa what did you have on your winamp skin Oh, I I don't remember, but I still have a Trey Songs yeah. playlist that that goes hard. <laughs> to be honest, I never let that go from back in the day. I had um my brother and I had a Jessica Alba one, so Ooh. on the beach, oh, <laughs> so it, was very sexy. it was very sexy. That's classic. <laughs> that's a classic. <laughs> um, um, so you spoke about your dad's influences on music, and we have mm. a little game that we have here. Ooh. It's called Parental Guidance. So, um, I'll maybe give a bit of a deeper dive into how your uh, your parents kind of influenced your shape of music. I mean, mm-hmm. for example, myself, my dad listened to a lot of Crowded House. Was he's like, he was partially uh, raised in New Zealand. So okay. Crowded House was like a massive thing. And I love that Crowded House album, Woodface. Mm-hmm. So like um, maybe take a deeper, d- deeper dive into how Ooh, okay. your parents influence mm-hmm. your current <laughs> music. <laughs> this will be interesting. Yeah. Um, Okay, so would this be like an album that I love now that was influenced by my parents? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It doesn't have to specifically be one album. It can be artists. Or an artist or... Okay, I think if I was to think probably artists, it would definitely be Shabaranks, it'd be mm. Shakademus and Pliers. It would be a lot of um, Fela as well. Yes. Fela yeah. Um, from my mom's side, my mom's very R&B heavy. So like mm. Deborah Cox, um, nice. who else was she listening? A bunch of people. Oh, TLC, definitely. Yes. My mom loves Salt and Pepper. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's actually so funny when I think about it. I'm like listening to the music, watching the videos. And I'm like, mm, my parents dance to this. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> but definitely them. Um, and then obviously the Afrobeat influence. Yeah. I mentioned Fela Kuti. Um, we had a lot of High Life playing, which is like um, what the predece- predecessor came yeah. before Afrobeats. Yeah. Um, so a lot of um, Sunny King Sunny Ade. A lot of Ebenezer Obey, so very heavy on like the jazz and Afrofusion mm. type. Yeah, yeah nice. <laughs> that's a really a rich selection. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot. <laughs> and I think your mum and my mum would really get on. Yeah, big big R and B fan as well. <laughs> they love it. <laughs> my, they'll just be vibing, you know, usual hairbrush mirror. <laughs> exactly. Like like I do now when I exactly. get ready. Exactly. <laughs> um. So how do you see Afrobeats emerging now? You mentioned there's kind of been like a journey in music for yeah. Afrobeats and I know that you play a lot of Afrobeats. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's definitely emerging now. I feel like the world is finally paying attention, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I we, I was having this conversation with my co-host Ovio as well, and we were just talking about the fact that there was sometimes not even that long ago, probably two or three years ago, where we would clear dance floors because <laughs> people just were not on it. And that yeah. was just the reality of it. Mm. Same with um, I'm a Piano, which is a fusion of like jazz and techno coming from um, South Africa. Yeah. There we, as music heads, you always want to be able to put people on and yeah. as the role of the DJ. Yeah. And I feel f for a long time, we kind of had to dial back and just play what people wanted to hear, mm. which wasn't as fun. But, yeah, like I said, I'm really, really happy that people are really starting to pay attention. Um, there's a lot of Afrobeat artists, like, for instance, Wizkid, who yeah, was able to massive. sell out O2 three times in three minutes, yeah. which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Davido, Burner Boy, Omar Leigh, Ira Star, like, there's just so many. Rema, who are actually collaborating with um, modern artists, or icons even, like, yeah. There was a recent Madonna dropped a remix with Fireboy, who's also a Nigerian Afrobeats artist. And I that just blew my mind because <laughs> Madonna is like Madonna. Yeah. And I think Frozen came out like 24 years ago. So for her to choose to do a remix with an Afrobeats artist is massive. Yeah, I think that's uh, was like we're kind of seeing this like emergence of Afrobeats as well. Mm. Um, and like we definitely vibe to it as well. And like I'm a piano. We started listening to that as well. Mm -hmm. the like how I found out was um, Georgia Smith's song, yeah. um, and that's all of all of us or all of me or something. Yeah, and I like I I like for us. I think it was like sometime last year. I was that was on repeat the whole time. Yeah, and like <laughs> and it really got me into it. And then like I started diving a little bit deeper into the Spotify playlist, and like it's just yeah, and like coming from like a like a house or like techno background, mm -hmm. it's like it's quite refreshing yeah as it has a bit more rhythm percussiveness to it and it's Definitely. like you can move your hips a little bit more exactly and i said the same thing because as i mentioned like i grew up western sydney very heavy on house uh raves you know defcon when it was around yeah. r.i.p r.i.p <laughs> <laughs> moment of silence yeah <laughs> um so i think for me i the reason why i absolutely love i'm a piano and techno house is because it allowed me to actually be able to guilt listen to house with like for instance um africans without feeling weird yeah because growing up i'd play like for instance how deep is your love and my family would be like what is this? <laughs> what are you playing here? So I feel like the emergence of Ama Piano has really like made my inner child a lot more happier. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So you mentioned that you're from the area, and um, and how how has that sort of shaped the way that you play music? And have mm. you like seen all these emerging like you know, emerging artists come out from the from the area? Like how has that yeah. kind of shaped your way? To um, DJ. it's been amazing because I, I, I feel like with my generation, we as immigrants, we're like the ones who are setting the blueprint for a lot of things to come. Mm. And two to five years ago, it was I would say there's probably you could probably name one or two artists from the area. Now there are so many. I mean, you have Yao, you have JC, obviously Blessed, who's doing amazing. Yeah. Manu, um, Madam Empress, like there are so many people that are coming out and showcasing what the talent that Aussies have. And I feel like 
um, I guess for lack of a better phrase, in the past that has been very whitewashed, mm -hmm. our representation elsewhere. So much so that when you speak to, when I reach out to artists or like managers from overseas, they're like, oh, there are non-white people in Australia? Like, how does that, how many of you are there? Like, is it worth even doing this interview? And I'm like, no, there's definitely a community here. So I'm really happy that a lot of the guys are actually being able to step out there, represent us, and do crossovers. Like, for instance, um, with um, One Four, being able to crossover with artists in the UK, same as with Cursor back in the day. <laughs> it's it's a good, it's the best way I can describe it is probably like, what a time to be alive. Shout yeah. out to Future. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the best. It's honestly the best. Mm. Yeah. And I think you play a really special role in that as well, because I guess thinking about... Um, your radio show, mm. you are you really have that space where you can platform all of these artists that definitely. might not get played on other stations. Yeah, definitely. Do and you I want do you want to tell us a little bit about the show and how you got there? Of course, off the radar was funnily enough. Um, before we got to off the radar, I had pitched the idea of like an Afro Aussie show to quite a few radio stations <laughs> and I either didn't hear back or I was just told that it was not like it wouldn't sit well with their audience yeah. mm. which hearing that probably four or five years ago was disheartening um the way that this happened was so organic like I met Ovio we'd been friends for we've known each other for quite a bit but we weren't like as close so I think it was over in the last two three years we were just going back and forth with ideas of things that we could do um, and then I reached out to um, someone who was previously at FBI, I think in 2020, I want to say. Um, I think they had left but passed it on to somebody else. And I think that was Tanya. So then Tanya reached out to me. So shout out to Tanya. Um, and she was like, I think this is a sick idea. Like, I really think we should do this. And I was just kind of like, wait, are you sure? <laughs> um, I spoke to this person and they told me that they didn't think, and she was like, no, it's a great idea. Like, do you want to do this yourself or is there a co-host or anything? And the first person that came to mind was Ovio because we share the same passion for music, but also we have the same sort of drive. And our mantra is kind of like, we, we say Africa to the world, but we'll start with Australia. So it's like trying to spotlight African creatives, artists, to everyone, but let's just start here first. <laughs> um, and the main focus of Off The Radar is essentially just spotlighting Afro-Aussie creatives and artists and African music as well. And the reception has been amazing. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to, I would never have dreamed of this type of reception. Yeah. The texts that we get in, the messages we get, everyone's just so on board and it's almost as if it was something they never knew they needed yeah mm. which is awesome so yeah that's off the radar yeah it's good that um that there's a show that kind of highlights all this like this culture and like this new this genre that's coming through and like mm -hmm. it's something that you wouldn't get on like commercial radio or anything like that mm. so it's it's great that it cultivates cultivates like a bit of culture there yeah um with in, in regards to your djing mm -hmm. like how did you get started djing like what was the <laughs> what was the story behind that like it was a funny story. Um, <laughs> as you guys mentioned, I was always the person behind the music for family and friends, whether it be on the orcs or just like my laptop or whatever the case may be. Um, I think when I was doing that, I never really saw it as DJing per se. I was just like, oh, I'm just playing music because it's what I love to do. 
Um, and I have a family friend who owns like a residency called The Box. Mm. And he, to be fair, he had been warning me. He was like, you should really put yourself out there. Like, you're good. And I was kind of, mm, yeah, sure, whatever, I hear you. And one day, and it just so happens to be, because um, my background is Nigerian, it was for Nigerian Independence Day. Um, he put out a flyer. He didn't send it to me, by the way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he no. put it on Facebook. And my phone was just blowing up. Like, people were calling me, texting me. He's like, you DJ? You're a DJ? And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not a DJ. She's like, uh, have you seen this flyer? And they lit he literally printed my name, Judy, and my surname um, on the flyer and put it out there. And I called him, and I'm like, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was probably... I'm, I'm the type of person where like I'll panic but like privately so mm. an hour leading up to the event even when I got to the venue I was kind of I just locked myself in the bathroom and I'm like what am I gonna do but it turned out it turned out really well and I'm so happy that he did do that because just knowing my personality I probably would not have started DJ if, DJing if I wasn't just pushed like thrust into the crowd yeah. so yeah that's how I started <laughs> I mean um you mentioned that you like being on the uh, on the ox and stuff. So, mm -hmm. what is uh, one song that you'll put on that would guarantee to like make the party? Like oh, it's so hard now. There's so many. Mm. Would it be a retro banger? Would it be something um, new? Or do you know what? I do like to switch it up. Like s depending on the crowd, sometimes I'll start with something that's like old school and kind of like bring everybody in. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think more recently I've been trying to um, start with. I guess, thank God for TikTok, but like something that's been trending. Yeah. Just yeah. to kind of pick the ears and people like, oh, I like this song yeah. and then, you know, invite them over. So my usual, well, my last go-to, I started with a mashup of a song by Naira Mali, who's an Afrobeats artist. Mm. And it was like over the instrumental of Thong Song. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So everyone heard the... Catch me running to the yeah. dance floor. Yeah. You got to share that with us as well. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Every, like it, it was it was amazing. I remember yeah. when I was like playing around with it at home, like everyone at home was giving their input. Yeah. input sorry. My dad was like, oh, the drums are too much here. Oh, you should add this here. And I'm just like... Okay. <laughs> it's like um what's that meme of Prince Harry when he's like <laughs> sitting on his like he's <laughs> at the military base and then yeah. like then he's like she that. starts running like that's us <laughs> going to the dance floor. <laughs> Literally. And like it's just it's just amazing the type of feeling that music gives people. It's like even till today I was watching videos from our last radar in December and everyone just looks so happy. Like everyone was dancing, everyone was just vibing and it's just it's literally music. Yeah. Like music being able to bring all these people together yeah. and they're all having a good time. And also now that like there's so much energy like around the city because like all the COVID restrictions have ended exactly. and stuff and like people want to go out a bit more. Mm. Um, wouldn't say so much for ourselves. <laughs> we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. We're slowly, we're slowly ramping up. Baby steps. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's good to see like, that, you know, like a lot of events that you guys have uh, like popping off and that sort of thing. So mm. yeah. no, definitely, especially like I guess within the Afro dance hall scene, like so many people I could shout out. Like obviously Radar, but um, Shantan with House of Shantan, mm. yeah. um, Little Lagos who run like Ade runs the restaurant, but he does everything else, and he mm -hmm. has like a massive festival coming up as well for Echo Fest. Um, there's just so many people, even in Melbourne, like with TJ and all the uh, events she's running, Black Cella, 
like it's honestly what I'm seeing right now is things that I wish I saw growing up. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. And it's, it motivates me because I just feel like the next generation is going to be sick. Like yeah. they're going to have, they're going to be spoiled for choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing. Mm. So you got thrown in yeah. to um, <laughs> an event when you started and now you're involved in running some of your own events too. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a bit about those? Where? How do we sign up? I mean, you get, <laughs> you're doing you're doing like so much, like at <laughs> such a young age. <laughs> like when we really? were your age, you were just like, you know, we'll go into the events. So like, it's <laughs> it's quite a testament to like your, like your oh, skills. I very much so. that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, with radar, radar sounds is kind of the offspring of, I guess, off the radar. Well, I, off the radar is the offspring of radar sounds. Actually, if I got that wrong, sorry guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically. Um, myself, OVO and Kwesi wanted to do events because we were kind of just tired of hearing the same songs all the time mm. um, and being music connoisseurs as ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> curators <laughs> of music. Curators yeah. of music. Um, we really did want to switch it up and we wanted it to be an authentically Afrobeat event because what we found would um, kind of happen is... Um, People would put flyers out. They say it's Afrobeats, and you'd hear like one song, mm. and we're just kind of like, mm, "What's going on here? This is not Afrobeats." Um, so that was our main focus, and it was just supposed to just be a vibe. Mm. And I, if you were to speak to any of the other guys, they would tell you the same thing: we winged the first event, we winged <laughs> it, and it worked. Take it till you make it. That's Literally, <laughs> it was it was so organic. Like the people coming, the people buying tickets, inviting their friends, and just vibing. And we had our first event during restrictions as well. Yeah, so it would have been really tough. Yeah, so. like people weren't allowed to dance. So we were like, okay, fine. They're coming here for a vibe. Let's give them the vibe. Let's give them good music. Mm. Let's make sure they have a good ass time so that when we're out of restrictions, they, they, they stick around. Yeah. And they have. Yeah. And what is so crazy is um, we're very unapologi unapologetically, wow, us. <laughs> Um, even if you were to like to log into one of our lives one day, you just see us being absolutely stupid, like just dancing <laughs> around, having a good time. And people are like egging us on in the comments. Like we say that we found our tribe of foolish people <laughs> because we're all so <laughs> foolish. Um, but yeah, I guess the whole thing around Radar Sounds was just making sure that we have events that are continuously putting people onto new music, but also giving them an outlet to vibe out and actually listen to Afrobeats because I mean being an immigrant when you hear of music from someone of your background on the radio or just out in public there's a different type of like mm. pride that you feel yeah yes. so we want to make sure that people are feeling that all the time mm. and I guess you know you mentioned that there wasn't a lot of uh, you you winged it essentially yeah. there wasn't a lot of planning <laughs> or they, it was your first time it was kind of trial and error mm. but I think the thing that what I observe is the thing that might have made it success successful mm. is going in with that intention of having ma making people feel good yeah. and like sharing that energy and creating that space. And I think if you get that right, everything sort of falls into place. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I feel like that's what did happen for us because our intentions were in the right place and we just going off feedback of people it's like, oh, you guys should do this. You guys should do that. And we also just wanted to give everyone a different experience e each time. Like, for instance, mm -hmm. in at the last one, we had an amazing saxophonist, Patrick, who just popped out out of nowhere. 
it's like everyone's there vibing to the DJ and then a saxophone. You hear a saxophone and you're like, wait, what? That makes everything a bit more sexy. Yeah, <laughs> it was such a vibe. And just seeing everybody's face and it was just like, you, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, we were talking about venues just beforehand, um, before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one of your favourite venues to actually play in? Oh, now I'm biased. I think... Okay, so I have two. (laughs) I think my favorite one that I've played in, just in terms of like career goals, was Metro Theatre. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's when I was opening for Wizkid, Yemi, Alade, and Harmonize. So I think just in terms of like memories and like career goals, that's probably one of my favorite. Yeah. But more recently, it's probably the Paragon, which is where we do Radar now. Um, Reason being that. Um, the radar we had in December was the first one that was fully out of restrictions. Yeah. Everyone could dance. And I think when I played, I played a two-hour set and it was like, I don't know if it was adrenaline, if it was caffeine, <laughs> if it was the shots, I don't know. But it was like one of my favourite sets ever. Everyone was vibing. So I think just the memories attached to playing those two different sets are probably why they're my fave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I guess we spoke about like... Um what you put on on the auxiliary like mm-hmm. to start a party but how about for yourself like what's mm-hmm. a brekkie banger that you'll that will get Ooh. you up and like start dancing and like get you ready for the day to make that bread mm. do you know what if it's not i'm a piano yeah so probably like major leagues or devon gogo or um Mafarisa. if it's not i'm a piano it's most if i'm not listening to i'm a piano i'm definitely listening to r&b or something chill yeah um, which is so funny because when people get in my car, they're expecting like, yes, put me on bangers. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're there just listening to Lauren Hill. It can't be bangers all the time. It can't you know? be, right? Balance. This is vibe. Like ebbs and flows in life, you know. Exactly. It's, you got to have balance. Definitely. Like. But I think the track that like I'm feeling now, which is very, very chill, is called um, My Bella, which is by Benji Flow and Oxlade. Mm. It's it's such a beautiful song, <laughs> so beautiful. Um, it's not it's not a club banger, but yeah. I'm sure anyone who listens to it would appreciate it. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Well, you, I mean, we gotta get something like Spotify players curated, yeah, as well. Mm. Or oh, no, <laughs> maybe a mix. A mix would be cool. Yeah, we we'll get you on one of our radio shows. Mm-hmm. That'd be and start dope. going for it. Um, yeah. So, um, what do we got up next? <laughs> <laughs> um, so. So you say like uh, you you work in tech and mm-hmm. like this is like kind of your side hustle. Um, what do you? What would you give like young younger people mm-hmm. like some career advice and if they want to kind of head into this direction? Because I know a lot of people after COVID, a lot of people are switching from the nine to fives and like mm-hmm. reaching or pursuing what they want to do. So, what what sort of advice do you have for like uh, younger um, and younger people that out there? I think. The best type of advice that I've ever received was probably find what you love and then find a way to monetize it. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Because when you enjoy what you're doing, it doesn't feel like like work. work. Um, And I guess for me with DJing, I just found an easy balance because I love my tech job, but then I love DJing. Even though, so whenever I'm stressed from tech, I go to DJing. Whenever I'm stressed from DJing, I go to tech. Mm. So I would say definitely find what you love and monetize it and then also just find balance um I, f- I feel growing up I was so convinced that you know you had to have 
everything set out by a certain time. That's a lie. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's right. a big yeah. lie. Um, sometimes we get caught into traps of like ages and setting goals according to mm. age. I b- do believe in setting goals, but not in the confines of age at mm. all. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's ridiculous because we all have... I, I don't even think we all have the same 24 hours because everyone has different circumstances. Everybody has different things that will stop them from achieving what they want to achieve. So mm-hmm. I just think don't be so hard on yourself. Find balance and monetize what you love. Mm, definitely, yeah. I think yeah. the self-love bit is like definitely a big factor. Definitely. In it. Like a lot of people just kind of figuring out what the worth is. And mm. you know. mm. um, so um, what... What do you have planned for the future? I know you've mentioned a few shows here and there. Um, the House of Wontons coming up. Uh, anything uh, for um, Radar Sounds as well? Yeah, we have um, Radar Sundays Volume 4 on the 20th of March, which you guys should all come to. We definitely will. It'll be a vibe. A um, couple shows with Shantan as well. So Duddy Dancing on the 26th. And we're playing Planet Weekender on the 19th for Power Nights, I believe. As well as um, Off the Radar, we'll be doing a live broadcast on the 25th from Power Nights too, which is cool. And then we'll be supporting um, Yao as well. Yao does it all with his show at the Lansdowne, which is unfortunately closing soon. So everyone should come to that too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we're going to head down to the one on March 18th. Yeah, there's a, there's a few ones that we want to yeah. get to. There's nice. a yeah. huge weekends for you. Yeah, yeah big weekends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful for it. It's, it's busy, all, but exactly. I'm thankful. Yeah, it's all clearing up now since um everyone's everything is getting back to normal. Definitely. Say, so mm. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. People, as I said before, people want to come go out and like you know have a lot more energy because they've been like confined to their house houses mm. or um, homes for a long time. Um, but should we head on to the the reflex cards. Let's. Ooh. All right, so we, we've got a bit of a, a little a game here. So three questions mm. that we've picked out. Um, I love reflex cards. I'm sorry. Flex yeah. Mommy is amazing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Props to Flex Mommy yeah. for w- yeah, we sh- providing content <laughs> for us. <laughs> At any chance we talk about her. Uh, you can pick at random or you can Ooh. choose which question you'd like to answer. Like close my eyes. Okay. So the cards that we have today are the Reflex Critical <laughs> Thinking <laughs> Conversation <laughs> Card Games and they're the Joy Ride Edition. And what question did you get? Okay. Um, who's your favourite cancelled artist? Oh, this this great question. This is Let's great get into question. it then. What am I going to say? This is so <laughs> conflicting. Okay. Um, one of my favourite rappers of all time is Kanye West yeah. ah yeah, yeah this is fresh too um <laughs> yeah um boy like it's just yeah where to start exactly <laughs> where to start <laughs> grew up on his music yeah. his albums previous albums are like legendary and it's just like one of those things where you try to separate the art from the artist, mm. yeah. but then you can't because the art is the he's artist. The artist. Yeah, he's right. making more, more of his exactly. art. Exactly. So. so I think my favorite cancelled artist is Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is your favorite album from Kanye West? If I okay, so I'm gonna say 
I'm gonna say 808s and heartbreaks. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, very polar polarizing when it came out. Very yeah. polarizing. Yeah. Very ahead of its time. Definitely. Mm. I feel like a lot of the music that came out 2019 and onwards was heavily influenced Involved, yeah. by 808s and yeah. heartbreaks. Safe to say. Graduation yeah. is a great album, but I feel yeah. like mm. that's the one I really, really resonated with. Vanessa, yeah. mm. um, what's your favorite Kiss artist? I'm gonna have to go with Chris Brown. Oh. See breezy. Heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is it understood? Understood. <laughs> the per- I, mean, I don't I don't listen to Chris Brown anymore. Mm, but I I wish I could. Sometimes yeah. I wish I could and that's what it is. I was I've been on TikTok I'm on TikTok heaps as it's got me in its grips. But uh, <laughs> But sometimes like I see people dancing to you know yo, yo excuse me miss mm. and they're doing the whole like the dance from the video clip yeah. and i used to like watch the video clip all the time um because i had a crush on the main um the girl yeah the girl in that yeah. in that video clip when mm. he gets in the mm. yeah so i whenever that song comes up and i find myself just like clicking on that song it's on Spotify. so sad it's a, yeah. yeah it's actually really sad i mm. mean chris brown in his prime prior to what he did mm. was amazing like being able to sing, dance, act like he could do everything. Yeah. Right. So. And he hasn't redeemed himself at in any in any. No, way. in fact, it's, it's actually worse. gone worse. Yeah. So, um, it's a very sad ending. And he knows mm. that he can get to it. Um, I don't know if he's cancelled. He's probably not cancelled, but like there's a smudge on his career. But mine mm. is Justin Timberlake. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. It's like more of a smudge, not cancelled, because he's yeah. still. He's still making music. He's still making he's still music and yeah. he's still popular, mm. but like with that Janet Jackson thing that came out recently. It's because he's white. Um, it's, yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. That and Ma- Michael Jackson. Well, see, well, I feel like so. you answer. I was going to say Michael Jackson yeah. too. I wouldn't say Chris Brown is one of my favorite artists, but he's the one that I miss the most. That's how yeah. I approach the okay. question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then also Michael Jackson, of course. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, my favorite song, Michael Jackson, was You Rock My World. Mm. You know, okay. when he does that dance. And the dance like, in, yeah. the, in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. Epic. great Epic. song, and like mm. that. That case, that would get me up and dance, like yeah. get up and dance in the morning. It would get everybody so up. Michael yeah. Jackson's like transcends everything. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> Should you answer one more? Sure. Yeah. Let's yes. go. Let's. What are we? Let's go with this one. Um, what is that one? Name one thing you would change about the industry you work in. Ooh. These are good. Juicy. Yeah. Um, we picked them specifically. <laughs> <laughs> Went for the whole deck. Like Which ones are relevant? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I would change. Um, probably the way women are represented. Represented. Wow. I can't speak today. I would definitely change the way that women are represented. Um, I feel like, especially amongst DJs, it's kind of like a lot of comments are made without even knowing. And sometimes they don't even realize they're talking to a woman. Like, I remember... Um, one time I was speaking to someone and they said, oh yeah, I know that girl. She gets a lot of bookings because of how she looks. And I was like, mm, no. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you just throw in like a girl to, you know, bring in the crowd. And I obviously checked him then. I was just like, no, I've heard her play. She's really good. Um, but it's those comments go by all the time. And I feel like it's a stigma that a lot of women have to face. It's everyone will second guess your ability to play. Um, because you're a woman like I've had even recently um, a guy come up who's also a DJ and he was like oh are you playing live 
and I was just what? was looking at him and I'm like, mm. as I'm currently mixing, yeah. am I playing live? Like, what do you mean? Am I? <sighs> yeah. So I would definitely love to change the way women are perceived within um, DJing. Yeah, I'm like, do they ask men those questions? No. Of course not. No. <laughs> of course not. Definitely not. The nerve. Yeah. Are you playing live? I mean, I... <laughs> I see in like in like boiler room comments where like mm. like you just see like guys who have like a, a picture of a fish <laughs> as a <laughs> display picture, either a fish or a lion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to represent the, ma- the masculinity, <laughs> um, but like just you know banging out these female DJs on like the thing. Like, mm. I mean, why aren't you DJing? On That's the, the thing. Like, you're not up there. You're you're a keyboard behind like behind the screen and i just to talk my shit i know that i could play a lot better than a lot of the males that i've been put next to say it louder and the thing is just for the people (laughs) in the back just so they they know and i'm not i'm not a showy person i'm not um cocky but i'm confident in my craft like i would not do it if i wasn't good at it so it's it kind of sucks to be second guessed before you even get the chance to play but that's when you get the chance to play and then you show you them. You show them, yeah. So, so yeah. good to prove them wrong. Definitely. <laughs> it feels great. <laughs> I love it here. Yeah. <laughs> so what are your next steps? I know you've got a couple of events <laughs> lined up and you're still DJing. What do you mm. see? What's your five-year plan? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... I would. I don't have any time constraints, I guess, but I would love to play an international festival or like an international show. Mm. Um, one of my goals is to play in the motherland, so I'd love to play a set in Nigeria. I feel like it's one of the toughest crowds you could ever play in front of. So if you if you're good there, you're good <laughs> anywhere. Good yeah. <laughs> um, so that's definitely a goal. Yeah. Obviously, with Radar, just continuing to grow organically, continuing mm. to provide vibes for people and I also want a lot more women to get into DJing and there's a couple people who have shown interest Mm. which is great so my thing right now is just to try and help where I can I mean I don't have much at the moment but hopefully one day we'd be able to like open a proper space that people could use for content and people could use to learn and yeah it'd be cool incredible we'd love to support that too I'd love that thank you guys (laughs) Um, is that is that it? Do you have more questions? No, I think. Is there anything else that we should know? Any? Do you want to ask us any questions? Yeah, I have a hell of questions. Do you want to ask us some questions? Like, what's the culture like here? (laughs) 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 No, I guess my my um question would be more so when it. I guess with Afrobeats, what is what was what was your perception of it, and what is it now, or just like African music in general? Um, I guess my insight or my education sort of started with my parents, and then naturally, I guess Sean and I are both really curious about music. Mm. So um, I grew up with a lot of um, Afro influence, like mm. Felakuti for mm. sure. Um, like uh, my dad's a musician and my uncle's a musician. Awesome. Yeah, so they kind of it kind of started there, mm. and then just with my natural curiosity, it kind of evolved. Mm. Yeah, from there. <laughs> um, for me, I have, uh, I, I had a, f- I have a friend who, um, he came as a student mm-hmm. from the UAE from nice. Dubai, um, like a couple of years ago, and he's in Dubai now. But, um, he introduced me to like you know. Uh, it was actually 
Vanessa did, but like more the old the older Nigerian sort of music and stuff, mm-hmm. like the Nigeria seventy. Is that the yeah. is that the uh, the album compilations? Oh yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I listened to a lot of that, and then from like a modern perspective, um, I know just like all the stuff. Is, I listen to a lot of UK music, mm-hmm. and then I just, like it's mm-hmm. massive in the UK, and it's kind of yeah. like brought over from here as well. And like as Vanessa said, like I like discovering new music. I listen to a lot of the Decaton. Did I, I did I roll my R there? <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, and then like you kind of natural curiosity. So I like listen to a lot of more Afrobeats and like uh, dance yeah, hall dance hall and stuff. And yeah, so I think it was just like a natural progression for me. Yeah. And um, also there was this one scene. Do you watch uh, Sex Education? Yes. So there's one scene where Eric goes back to Nigeria. Ah, uh, yeah. And um, was it a teen song or something? A Tem song? A I thought it was. Yeah. yeah. And 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 Tiwa Savage. That's it. Yeah. yeah that song's uh, Tem. I forgot what it was, but I the name of it too. Um. Yeah. And he's like walking through the club, and like the whole thing's like slow mo, mm-hmm. and all the lights are hitting him and stuff. I'm like, what is this song? This is amazing. I think it was Koroba that was playing. I can't remember. I think yeah. it was. Yeah, Tiwa Savage. Yeah, yeah. And I had to shazam it, and then from there. That was only just recent as well. So, mm. like, I've been, like, I'm just, like, dipping my foot in it mm-hmm. right now. So, like, um, but I think just the percussion and the, the mm. vibe that mm. it, you get, like, it makes you want to, like, move your hips. Definitely. And I'm, like, a, I'm a big... Dancer? No, I wouldn't say dancer. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I'm a, I'm a big um, supporter of moving the hips. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the hype man. Of, of, the, hi- of the hip <laughs> movements. Right. Um, but, yeah. Just the danceability to it, and mm-hmm. like you can get get jiggy with it. Sorry, I'm using Definitely. my '90s <laughs> lingo. <laughs> You're showing your age yeah, now. Yeah, I'm showing my age. <laughs> I'm not actually 45. Definitely. No, I'm joking. Oh, um, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, no, I'm not 45. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's hopefully that answered your question. I just no, went, went on a bit of a tangent there, but <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys definitely did. Yeah. I guess um, it's. I'm so happy to hear because obviously with Australia, there aren't many people who actually know about it. So yeah. that's really comforting. And that's where you come in as well. Like, you, mm. you know, I've yeah. listened to a lot of your shows over the past couple mm. weeks. Listen to a lot of I'm your shy. Oh, my like God. Boosting the SoundCloud <laughs> listens and stuff. Um, we'll listen to your mixes last night when we were setting up as well. Oh, I appreciate you know, that. Yeah. It was good. It's a b- I feel like... Um, a lot of the time when people hear Afrobeats, they kind of just paint it with one stroke and just think, I don't know, maybe bongo drums or something. I don't yeah. know. But it's so multifaceted. Like, mm. there are so many subgenres under yeah. Afrobeats as a whole. Like, you have your Afro pop, you have Alter, which is like alternative. Mm. Um, there's rap, there's drill now. There's like so many different things that come under. So, there really honestly is something for everyone. Yeah. I can guarantee like i always challenge myself if yeah. someone's like oh, i've never heard of this before yeah. i will find the song that you love i will <laughs> so yeah everyone should definitely listen yeah um do you have any like any local artists that you want to kind of put on i know you mentioned some oh, yeah, before definitely. i mean some bubbling under bubbling under mm-hmm. artists and stuff or definitely yeah i mean it's not necessarily Afrobeats, but like um afro as the artist yeah um, definitely Yao does it all. He literally does it all. Um, his song Switch, which was, I think it just came out, unless I'm speaking too soon. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, bleep that out. Sorry, no, I think I think it's out. So Switch, Yao does it all. Um, Tawanda, who is an amazing producer. Yeah. Um, obviously B-Wise, who yeah. absolutely killing it. 
Blessed, um, Manu Crooks, um, Sophie Grophy in Melbourne, yeah, um, Solly Tessima in Melbourne. Like, there's just so many. Um, I'm so sorry if I'm forgetting people, but yeah, definitely check them out. They're amazing. Yeah, well, definitely will because, mm-hmm. like, as I said, I'm just like kind of you know dipping my toe in, but I want to get, want to learn more and like kind of listen to some more music as well. Mm. And def- yeah. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for coming on and letting us get to know you and your craft. Thank you And for putting us me. on to all these artists. <laughs> um, it's my job, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been lovely. So um, we'll be sure to put all the details about all these artists you mentioned, all your events um, in the... Description. <laughs> what about description? I've forgotten all the lingo now. It's been a while. Don't forget to like and subscribe. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> Do you have one. any final words for our audience before, before um, we stop recording? Words. Oh, this has to be like impactful, right? <laughs> no, no, pressure. Pressure. No, no pressure. No pressure. Do you watch um, um Do you watch Jesus and Mero at all? No. Okay. Oh, they have like a, a like a billboard sign at the end where they get the the guests to like. You know, have some final words. N- mm-hmm. It's not necessarily serious all the time, but oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Final words. Um. Okay. So my final parting words are: Everyone should be at Radar Sundays Volume Four Perfect. on March twentieth. Amazing. That's <laughs> it. That's <laughs> the one. That's the one. Amazing. You heard her. Yeah. Always working. <laughs> always. Always. Oh, and also take care yes. <laughs> of yourselves. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us and, Thank th- you and for taking the time me out. Thank you for having Yeah. It's a great conversation to have. So yeah. yeah. We'll keep following your moves. Yay. Cool. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Groupie Collective podcast. Groupie Collective exists to create a movement where emerging artists, industry professionals, and music lovers can connect and create opportunities with a focus on supporting the local music community. Expect curated playlists radio shows, podcast episodes, and all the latest from the Australian local music scene. Follow us at groupie underscore collective on Instagram and Facebook. Groupie Collective is always looking for contributors and collaborators. Send us a DM if you want to link up.